Welcome to Decision America 2020. This is where people come. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I should have rephrased that. <laughs> My God. Also, there are, there are elections on here, too. Very strong elections. Firm this elections. This is where e- elections have consequences. And they've all been tucked to sleep so far tonight. Yes, and I will be your host through this journey, Tommy2 underscore zero. That's where you can find me on Twitter. You can find the show at Where to Turn Pod. Hey, I'm Glenn. You can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11, I think, still on Twitter. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. Yes, I saw a cryptic tweet from the Where to Turn Pod account about two weeks ago that said still a podcast and that made me realize that we did probably need to record a podcast we uh we notched one on the belt in in october so we got to get one in november get it early take the pressure off once a month sounds like a schedule i'm i'm used to (laughs) Very regular <laughs> monthly occurrence. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we want to be thought of in, in those exact terms. So, so I, I know we have a lot of different things to cover, and it, this is going to definitely be a grab bag. Dave and I just got back from Vegas. We toured the new Circa Hotel. We definitely want to talk about that. Definitely. There was a moment when we were all in there that I can guarantee you was the moment that I got COVID, <laughs> which will probably come to light in about 14 days. I also have a story, a story on the plane ride back. Yes. So we've got that to cover. We've got the golf bet is happening Saturday at Irving Golf Club. <laughs> Stakes okay. have gotten higher and higher. We've got people that have never seen anybody in the bet play betting. I had a guy texting me tonight asking me, are you actually good or have you just been telling people that? Because I just bet $100 on you to win the bet. So these are all important questions. We'll get to that. But we've got to start with the events of last night because, yes, decision. It's hard for me to say the word decision tonight. No. <laughs> I had a really, you know, you know how, like, do your wives ever do this when they go to the store and there's like perfectly good products that you buy every time. And then they see a variant of that product and they're like, Oh, you know, forget about the one that everybody likes. That's good. We're, we're going to try the variant. Does that ever happen? Are you drinking Dr. Thunder right now? Is that what you're telling me? I drank a light citrus infused (laughs) beer that I, it was so bad. I couldn't even finish it, but I think that's caused me to slur my speech. I have like, I think my tongue is swollen or something. Did you, did you send that, case to Colorado I think that's where those go you have to explain your joke sir I've lost it (laughs) I'll explain it offline (laughs) oh I get it now (laughs) wow I'm sorry yeah yes very deep in fact not only could I send it to Colorado I wouldn't even have to I could wipe the ingredients off the label and I could probably have somebody tell me exactly how it was brewed as well <laughs> if I were to do that to to Tommy's point though the the wife driven grocery store audible is something I'll never understand the 
you know, looking, like Tommy said, looking at the product you always buy and then yelling, kill, kill, and grabbing something completely different. <laughs> I want to see it in action. I've never actually seen it in action. That and the, the uh, basing the milk purchase solely on the color it normally is. <laughs> like, it's normally a red cap. Well, you were at a different grocery store, and now we have yeah, skim so, milk. Sorry, it's almond milk. <laughs> it was definitely in a red cap. God, that's great. Those are two things I'll, I'll never understand. Decision 2020. So we'll start with the basic question. Did you watch election coverage last night live as it was unfolding? Yes, kind of. So... Why were you live tweeting Rocky Four? <laughs> <laughs> because I was watching uh, the the Rocky Rocky Four combo on the Paramount Network about seventy percent of the time, and then election coverage the other thirty. Hold on, so the Paramount Network didn't fold after Waco? <laughs> no, they have great programming. You never watched Yellowstone before? No. No, you're missing out. Yeah, he's he's about to uh, find out about Yellowstone because I'm about to purchase it on his Amazon Prime account and he's going to pay for it <laughs> because it's been recommended to us so highly. So he'll find out about it. One one day it's going to get. There will be a social media LinkedIn blitz pointing out the fact that Tommy and his grossly overpaid salary and bonuses still somehow squats all my streaming services. <laughs> yeah, I've always said you have plenty of money when you never spend it. Apparently, right. yeah, that's a good point. And you see this, uh, this hand that I'm holding up to the camera right now? This hand is shaking Dave Ramsey's hand. Oh, God. He approves of finding inventive ways to save money. I'll tell you what he doesn't approve of is the no less than 20 times Point Break Dave has tried to call that show. And I got a bit that will crack you guys up if I can ever get through. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually asked. So I had a tour guide when I was there because I don't do anything halfway. You guys know that about me. We're betting we're going all in. We're not going to just like bet the minimum and see the next card. I had a tour guide uh, and she, I asked her that question. And I said, I said, so does, does Dave have the best phone screeners in the world? And she said, the phone screeners he has are so good and they've been doing it so long that they can sniff out anybody that's trying to pull funny business. She was very cocky about this. Well, you see, and I said, I... well, I have firsthand experience to validate that that is in fact true. Well, Sidebar, I've never got through. Like right, I've never because his phone screeners are that good. No. That's ridiculous. They know they don't know my number. I've never got through to talk to a person. Oh. That's what I'm saying. And I oh, have They would uh, sniff you out. No, I have a bit good enough that it's it would go undetected till I was live with Dave Ramsey and then the Without a doubt, the greatest moment of this show would occur. He'd be telling you to give it all back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. He had a bet on the Pope. <laughs> oh, let man. But you, hey, speaking of you, bets. We, 
Yeah, as we really veer all over the place, Dave Ramsey doesn't care about social distancing. Go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, as I believe we've detailed here on the uh, on the podcast, I had a lot of money in play on the election, but I had such a hedge that I couldn't lose. I was making money either way. Unless they never decide the winner. The only way I could lose, and this, <laughs> these bets were placed probably two, well, some of them were bet, bets were placed like four months ago. So between two and four months ago, many different bets have been made to get this hedge just perfect. And as I was telling you guys, the only way I could lose is if one of them died before election day. Huge sweat. But we did it, guys. Especially we did it. We made COVID. it. We somehow made it. Except one of them could die before they pay the bets out. Hey, the votes have been cast, so... They're still being cast, I'm to understand. <laughs> That's what uh, my parents were telling me. <laughs> wow, Just people are still waiting. Pennsylvania they, until we get the numbers right. They were still waiting in line? They have to let them come through? Well, I've heard that um, some people have commandeered postal and Daisha machines from businesses, and, and they've also apparently somehow been able to procure a whole bunch of fake ballots, and they're just cranking them out until we get the number right. So, Hey, this country was built on stealing it from other people that were already entitled to what they had. So, Oh, yeah, when well, we stole it from the football team? <laughs> <laughs> but we eventually gave them their mascot back. It's football team. Hey, well, that will sidebar us to no end, but mark it down November 4th, 2020. At some point, they're going to they're gonna check that Celtics logo. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. At some point. That's the, not hanging around. I think at some point, it's just such a caricature. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's in a place that's super racist itself so i think they'll just they'll just go past that they'll be like we're we're okay here so is anyone and i don't know where if you had a specific place you wanted to start but is anyone just amazed i don't know what the right word is at two things how bad polls are at like pollsters are at their job and b how bad we are at counting votes <laughs> like you just sit back here and you're like this is one of the wealthiest most technologically advanced countries in the world and we got we got you know people getting paid ten dollars an hour sitting there like moving stuff manually from box to box to box and looking at it oh this one goes over here it's the <laughs> dumbest thing you know so I voted in Tennessee for the first time this year, and the process was really strange compared to Texas, and felt very antiquated. Did you? So do you know? Do you know how it, it works? Do you fold up a? You write it down on a piece of paper, and you fold it up and put it like a raccoon's hat. <laughs> well, you have to write it on a Confederate bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is actually the way it works, and this seems so dumb to me. So you go, you go in, and of course they, they have a lady at a computer. The lady that helped me um, apparently was also took care of Thomas Eric Duncan and never changed out of her suit. 
<laughs> if she was wearing full PPE. It's personal protective equipment if you're yeah. not in the hospital industry. Technical term. She has a she has a laptop. They you know they type in your driver's license number, have you sign a couple of things, initial a couple of places. They give you a uh, a, a card like which is so so far it's very similar to Texas. You know the the card that has whatever encoded on it your ID. So then you go up and you put that in the machine. So same thing as Texas so far. You use the touch screen to touch your votes. And this is where it gets weird. When you're done voting, you push print, and there's like a dot matrix printer next to the voting machine that prints out everything you just touch screen, and then you go put that in a box, and that's what they count as your vote. <laughs> it was actually pretty similar to that in Austin. Yeah, except for well, you didn't like just Texas, put it in a box. You just did it on the screen, and then you just you, they just you dropped the card or whatever, yeah. and it was all digital. But here they actually yeah. count the vote on paper. That's how it was when I would vote in wonderful uh, Plano in Collin County. It would print out the little plastic card, and you'd go yeah. take that up. But in Austin, they did the paper thing, and then you go up to at least in in Austin, you did send it into the machine like the little scantron machine or whatever you fed it in there yourself and then you walked yeah see away. i was just putting mine in like i guess what would be what would look like a shred box of course you know i voted republican so they're not going to shred my vote in tennessee but the <laughs> no Democrat they're, they're not go into a real shred box here. well tennessee that is uh, uh last i saw last night before we got to Apollo getting killed by a Russian. I think I think Tennessee had like 79% Republican vote. Yeah, Tennessee's one of those states that they call it before the poll even closes. They <laughs> yeah. already just put it on the board. Like they've already called it for the 2024 election. <laughs> just whoever the candidate is. What's actually funny is is, a, is I think Collin County was similar to a degree, but in a lot of the down ballot like state races, they don't even like a Democrat doesn't even bother to run. <laughs> like the only choice you can vote is Republican. Well, guys, do you want a do you want a Point Break Dave prediction? Yeah, go for it. Because I actually have done some done some work today, and I've looked at you know the whatever four swing states that are still outstanding i've looked at all the what they think the number of ballots outstanding are what counties they're coming from uh what percentage of them are mail-in worked it all out and i'm really worried that kanye is not going to win this thing (laughs) i think (laughs) You mentioned the term mail-in ballot. I think we need to change that term because that's like, that's the ballot that I cast and I was definitely in person and I cast a mail-in ballot for sure. When you, when you vote, when you voted for Drago. (laughs) Well, I've shared in some other forums that, um, I, um, cast a vote for, just a guy because he played college football and another guy voted against him because his name was Chad and I'm not <laughs> voting for anyone named Chad. The hardest part for me was just trying to figure out if I was going to write in Bray Wyatt or The Fiend. I wasn't sure which which name to go by. I think it's like Family Feud. They kind of combine them. Okay. 
it all counts towards the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought the coverage was uh, what I what I saw last night was pretty fascinating. I mean, for for me uh, to actually switch it over there and have the attention span to watch it in at least like a twenty or thirty minute interval was pretty pretty surprising because I haven't done that in in quite so a while. What station did you land on? Because I struggled all night. I, I got I got in late. I was doing other things, had some stuff, some business, some things. I struggled. I went all around the the horn and could never re- really find a station that I was totally on board with their coverage. I didn't um, like anybody's graphics packages this year. I ended up on MSNBC, and I think that's probably on the low was end of. On there? No, there was some guy with his sleeves rolled up doing the touch screen like constantly, and I thought he was doing good work. Okay, they also it wasn't Kramer, was it? No. no. Okay. So Glenn was watching Rachel Maddow, who looks suspiciously like Tommy in certain lights. <laughs> God. I will say this, what a, though. What a shot. I, was, I was flipping between, just because it's entertaining to no end, I was basically doing 10 minutes of MSNBC and 10 minutes of Fox News, just going back and forth. The difference in coverage is so shocking i told tommy i texted tommy it's like it's like if you're watching netflix and you accidentally skip an entire season you're like hey wait what's happening that's how it was every time you flip to the other channel because they were so different in how they were reporting yeah and i'm not one that uh i don't know if you guys know this or not i don't watch the news (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't watch the news either. Either, which was why this night was so hard for me because I don't have a news home. Yeah. So, but but I always hear this whole thing of well, I can't watch this because they're so they lean so far this way or so far this other way. Like in, MSNBC was basically in in my very I feel like neutral stance and opinion here. The stance was of just, a guy who dressed up as Stone Cold Steve Austin for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like they were just formulating the game plan for how Biden was going to win the entire time. That was their coverage. Yeah. It's, that's uh, what people tune in to see, though. The, they're smart. They're catering to their audience. Yeah, yeah maybe so. Fox News does the, the exact same thing on the other side. I mean, they're, they're media companies. They know what their audience wants, and they give it to them. I feel like Fox News' lighting was off last night. Like, everybody... Everybody's looked poorly lit. I felt like the background was kind of in contrast. I just wanted somebody with a really good graphics package and a map, and I couldn't find it. There were a lot of maps. There were a lot of maps. I like it how they always act like you know they're real in tune with all these random counties, and they're like, oh, and down here, this is you know, Lackawanna County, and you're just like. Yeah, okay. What, what does that mean to me? <laughs> Give me a city. I don't know what counties are. No, I I found myself kind of fascinated with that type of coverage. And like a uh, rolled up sleeves guy would be like, hey, let's go to Georgia and look. let's look at this county. And he, he points it out and then the county gets real big and they show the number of votes. But there's only like 12% in that have been counted so far. So I'm like, well, I don't really care at 12%. 
But they also describe, let's talk about the makeup of this county. And they use various suburban, urban, uh, you know, <laughs> other terms, which basically... As, as they just... mention urban, Glenn crosses it off as places <laughs> I might want to live one day. <laughs> no, I, that he has. I, hit, I hit recall back to Paramount. No, but, but basically that's what it is. Here are the terms they're just, they're just describing. Well, this is a place where a bunch of white people live, or this is a place that is essentially non-white. Is all they're saying, but yes. f- I, I I like the county coverage part. That's just just my two cents. No, I well, you know, I think it's you know very... in Florida in Miami Trump did very well with the Cuban and South uh, like South American. Oh yeah, because they've experienced communism already, yeah. and they don't they know it doesn't work. Yeah, the people who were scarred by communism yeah. and got on like they a voted, they vote they voted for Trump. They got on a blow-up raft that was <laughs> shaped like a starfish and went across the Gulf of Mexico. Shaped like a starfish. <laughs> yeah, of course, at any mention of communism or socialism, they're going to vote the other way. Can I... Can I... Uh, and this, honestly, is... I want to get your thoughts. I want to get your thoughts about news. Because here's a problem I have with news. In this, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle this around something in Austin in my local elections, right? But you could certainly make cases for this for other places and nationally as well. It is difficult, and I would say impossible, to really find out anything with any kind of certainty to the point of well here's the austin case we had prop a big big uh, agenda item in the austin election it was like installing electric and water for the tents and the home under the bridges no like full rv hookups like 220 221 <laughs> no austin who has a ridiculous homeless problem like makes dallas's homeless like non-existent like it's insane how bad it is here we're not worried about that we're worried about improving our rail system our commuter rail system that no one takes anyway to the tune of 7.1 billion dollars that's what prop a was do you want to pay 7.1 billion dollars and of course, the proponents or the the opponents, I guess, of Prop A are saying it will increase property taxes 25%. And as someone who lives in Austin, I will tell you they are already wow. extremely high. And then you have the other side like, no, no, no. For most people, it'll only go up like 5%, which well, A... Most, most people live in tents. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's why it's going up for twenty five percent for everyone else. Whoa. Um, okay. Don't <laughs> scoreboard those people, sir. But the frustrating part about it was a five percent or twenty five percent. I'm against it because I don't want to give the government any money. But secondly, there's literally, and I looked into this because I want to be informed. You could never figure out what number was right. You know, that's drastically different. A 5% hike or a 25% hike. And 
there was I combed through everything trying to figure out well you know two sides are saying completely different things which one's real is it somewhere in the middle can I type in my address and be like here's my address how much will I pay (laughs) you can't figure it out and that's a ridiculous sum of money it's not like a federal building project at seven billion it's a Austin has less than a million people. Like, how many commuters do we even have? Well, the traffic there does suck. It does, but, I mean, $7.1 billion, you could buy over 200,000 people. Let's say that's our commuter traffic. (laughs) You could could buy them all Teslas. You could buy over 200,000 people with that much money. (laughs) You could buy everyone that commutes over 20 miles, all Teslas, Austin will be the first self-driving highways. We just lock them all in. We've solved it. Hey, you know what else you could do? You could spend $7.1 billion and pay all those people to go away and never come back. And your problem's also solved. I like that idea. You run on that platform. You got to vote. I wonder how those conversations would go if you just started going person to person and been like, how much money would it take for you to never come back to this city? Yeah, I've already tried that in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, was that to those people you were telling me about off uh, there? <laughs> that were cooking but, some kind of food that you didn't particularly care for the way it smelled? Those that's, people? That's a slander, sir. I'm just uh, trying to use your words. But does anyone else, am I the only one that's frustrated by drastically different information and there's no way to tell what's accurate well there is if a democrat's saying it it's not true so that's <laughs> that's how you tell thank you for that oh you're welcome so you voted no on prop a i voted for no on prop a and prop b which prop b was the junior version of that and what's funny is <laughs> they were just gonna give everybody a, like a bird <laughs> what's <laughs> there What's really funny, though, is I, uh, like, obviously, a lot of the people I interact with in Austin are very far left, because it's Austin. I mean, you know, just very far left. And okay, even I they... Was, I wanted some examples, but we didn't get them, so no. It's like a NASCAR track. <laughs> even left, they were, left, like, left. even they were talking about, like, oh, man, this, this Prop A, you know, that's... That's ridiculous. That's too much money. I was like, okay, so at least we're all in agreement. Prop 8 passed with flying colors. Oh, man. we got to have a good rail. You're speaking of legislation that passed, so, so two years ago, midterm elections, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, legalized sports gambling. Oh, yes. And then nothing happened. Well, 11 won oh, three no. days ago. Legalized sports betting finally was enacted in the great state of Tennessee. And let me tell you, I am benefiting from a suddenly highly competitive market. Let me tell you two bets that I've made in, in the last day that would uh, were billed as promotional uh, to get somebody to join the site. So DraftKings, we all know and love. They have a sports book product as well. Offers 
shared liquidity between the two, meaning I don't have to deposit because I've already have money in DraftKings because I win $27 from you two circus animals every Sunday when I win not, a league. Not true, but <laughs> go ahead. And uh, and for some of our listeners, too. Shout out to KJ and Mike Hernandez and everybody who's donated to me over the last few weeks. I appreciate have you, it. Have you ever won one? <laughs> I've won two of the last three weeks. Where have you been? I'm probably winning the, the big contest. They're chiseling my face on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> on their what? <laughs> I've messed that up. What, are you, what are you doing? But what I'm are you like, doing on your face? Dave is busy uh, after the fact sending us, hey, I know I finished seventh out of seven people, but I had this other lineup that would have won. I need you to yeah. see that. I entered 400 I lineups and one of them did good. If I'd have just picked that, you guys would have been in big trouble. <laughs> They offered me this bet. It said, you pick the winner between Tennessee and Arkansas Saturday on the money line. So and it's a, it's a one-and-a-half point spread, so the money line's relatively flat both directions. I think you're getting a little on Arkansas. You're giving a little on Tennessee. And we'll change the odds on the money line to plus 1,000, which means if you bet $100, you would win $1,000 on a money line bet. So I immediately went into the bet and tried to make a $200 bet on Tennessee. <laughs> and then it said, oh, we're sorry. You, the most you're allowed to bet on this promo is $1. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, but I did also get to make a bet that had a $25 max that was the Tennessee Titans to win the division, which they are favored to do at about a – you'd be laying about one to three for them to win right now. They're giving me even money on that. So I got a $25 bet that'll pay $25 on the Titans to win the division. I think that's I think that's pretty safe. Um, but I've, to now remember. De- I've now deposited on FanDuel Sportsbook, DraftKings. Well, I didn't deposit on DraftKings and BetMGM. And I am being solicited by many others just waiting for the right promotion. Man, that's that'd be dangerous territory for me if that became legal here. Well, because I... Oh, I can ahead. control myself with just DFS stuff, but if the uh, the the push button of the phone is a sports book, I'm well, I might be living in living in Austin using the public transportation pretty soon. <laughs> well, Tommy, they're when good. I see you this this weekend for the golf bet, I am going to have you take a phone back to. <laughs> Back to Tennessee to make some bets for me or proxy some sort of Raspberry Pi setup because the odds that I see on DraftKings are always much better than what I'm having to put up with here. Yeah, they're they're competing with each other. So even on just the normal bets, the juice is lower. It's it's pretty it's a pretty incredible time to be me. I'm I'm not gonna lie. And and DraftKings is great because I guess the, apparently the French Open is going on. I, I was not aware of this until uh, November 1st. But every morning when I wake up, I have a nice push notification from DraftKings. It's like, hey, would you like to live bet some tennis right now? Because it's going on in France. Obviously. Why wouldn't you? So, so speaking what of a, gambling. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, Dave and I went to Vegas and it was very weird. And this is the second time we've been to Vegas during COVID. And I would, I think it was weirder this time than the time before. Hmm. That's a good question. 
it did not seem as crowded and because it's more in the winter time the pools being taken out of play i think it was more noticeable how down the crowds were to me the I would, places that we were i would agree with that but i think you have to somewhat risk adjust that because our previous trip during covid was on july 4th and the days before and after which is obviously a big travel time uh i felt the crowds were definitely smaller on this trip last weekend but i also felt like the casinos and the staff and everyone was i guess more used to the new restrictions and the new way of business because we talked about it a lot last time we when we talked about our July trip is between the the staff and then the gamblers being amped up and no one being everyone seemed on edge about the differences but this time there really wasn't much of that yeah except that one guy at the track but oh yeah that's right we'll get to him <clears throat> the uh, the the thing that i think was weird this time maybe well one is well, the time we came before there was no sports so the fact that there was sports made it seem much more like vegas yes but what it appears so we stayed at mirage which was one of the later properties to open but they have really not reopened much of their dining which was kind of a stark reminder that things aren't right so when you kind of walk out the side entrance to the Mirage, there's usually a really vibrant bar and then a restaurant. The restaurant was completely closed. The bar was scaled back to like barely any capacity. The The restaurant within the sports book was closed. All of the kind of nicer restaurants outside of their steakhouse were also all closed. So the you, poker you know, you room there is yeah, closed for good. Gone. Yeah. So you kind of got the feeling, you know, when you were in there that things were definitely, you know, definitely different and changing. And what I read, um, an article that, that it sounds like MGM, who who's owns Mirage, they're going to start closing some of the casinos during the week uh, and opening them on Thursday afternoons. And Mirage was going to be one of those. So, we, you know, we may have actually kind of been there during one of the last, you know, little bit of a stint when it's even open during the week because they're, they're just not able to operate it profitably. So the, you know, that was disappointing. You know what else they did, Glenn, and I know you'll feel for me here. Reduced hours on the gym. Oh no. So the That's first morning first morning I got up, got got warmed up, got my pre workout in me, went down there, and the guy was like, Nah. It's like we don't open till ten AM. And I was like, Well, at ten AM I'm gonna be gambling. Yes. <laughs> I may have diarrhea. <laughs> Uh, so what did you do? Did you what was there a lifetime fitness somewhere just in the state? Picked up a slot machine and started curling it. <laughs> I did. I did actually look up, and there is a lifetime in Vegas, but it was a pretty good ways away, and I didn't feel mm. like taking a cab. So I just went out and did ten thousand push-ups. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> It'll take care of it. So I don't know if you knew, know this or not, Glenn, but they opened a brand new casino in Vegas. And this is this is a big deal because they don't open, you know, they, they'll refurb a casino here or there, change branding on one. But they don't open a brand new casino that often anymore. And this was in downtown Vegas, too. Have you have you been made aware of the Circa Las Vegas? Oh, no. 
Not at all. This is like a. You're talking downtown, like Fremont Street. Yes, yes. only okay. like Fremont a Street. nice, modern, big resort type casino hotel downtown. It's fantastic. It's the greatest okay. thing they've done in a long time. Okay. The guy who built this casino owns an adjacent property, very uncomfortably named the D. <laughs> Huh. So if you ever need to go to Vegas and get the D, they do have a casino called the D. He built this as a kind of modern take on more classic Vegas, and it was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. One of the unique features of this casino is that it is truly a 21 and up property, meaning you can't bring a kid inside of there, period. So, you know, where, you know, Mirage or Bellagio or wherever else, there's people pushing strollers around. As long as they stay on the pathways, you know, they don't Mm -hmm. take them to a slot, they're okay. Well, here, what we noticed immediately after hitting the valet stand was there was a long line to get in. And I leaned over to my traveling companions, Dave, and said, well, they must be doing temperature checks because we're backed up. Well, no, they were doing ID checks because they weren't letting anybody in that was under 21 and they checked their solution to that was to check everyone's ID, which I think they're going to have to ease off on that. Cause it took us a good 10 minutes to get in the door of this place. But it is very cool. Like the, uh, valet, which when we were there was in the garage, but I think they're going to move it out possibly to the front. And the front is like the underneath of the canopy there has like just the kind of, bulb like gold light bulbs like a uh, riviera used to have just the whole ceiling so it's very old vegas and then inside they have like i don't think it's the original one i think it's a remake but like the uh the cowboy or cowgirl uh big neon sign vicky vegas uh they had one of those inside the casino which is really cool they have all the all the dealers wearing like the transparent like red tinted hats you know i was like gonna the, say if it was the green the one gener- yeah. yeah the generic green yeah the generic gambling movies uh it, apparently they're still discriminating and who they're hiring as cocktail waitresses so good for them yes they they were uh they were going with the models that serve mentality <laughs> I think when they were when they were looking at resumes, they weren't necessarily validating education credentials. There was other things they were more interested in, a couple of them at least. But you know, congrats to them. They have the world's what they're billing is the world's largest sports book. It is a three stories tall, and they have observation areas on each story where you can like rent a table and then look out over the sports book. It's pretty impressive. It so it's like. Cool. It's like top golf, but for sports books. Yes. And isn't that what we all needed? <laughs> yeah. You just need a golf simulator to launch a ball into your sports bet. That would be <laughs> that would be amazing. Did you guys uh how was how was O'Shea's casino doing? Are we do we still have the little Irish guy running around or I did actually go in O'Shea's. Uh, yes. I mean, you know what it is now. It's inside of Link. They have like a little part of it that's O'Shea's 
many O'Shea's. Uh, but it was going strong. They had a they had a craps table. They had some you know three card poker, some blackjack. The the beer pong table was still there. So that's a given. Is it still like a because I haven't been to Vegas now. It's been ten years, which is amazing to me. But it's a travesty. It, is it still a thing to have, okay, you've got your blackjack and three-card poker tables and let it ride and all that, and then every two or three tables you have just like a random girl just dancing? Is that still a thing? That's the Flamingo still has that. Actually, Circa had that. Yeah, Circa was, uh, was very, very heavy into that, which I like to see. And we didn't go there this trip, but I think that's a I think that's a player at Planet Hollywood as well. Oh, huge at Planet Hollywood! But the last time we were there, we always stayed at the Monte Carlo, and we gambled. Not in existence anymore. Did it burn down, or they what did they do to it? No, they rebranded it. It's now the Park MGM. It's like the Toyota Prius of hotels now. <laughs> okay, it's where people so go who don't want to smoke or have fun. O'Shea's and Planet Hollywood and mainly O'Shea's but yeah these places all had just random girls that were pursuing their accounting degrees <laughs> dancing above the various gambling tables so I didn't know if that was a still still a thing 10 years later or if we had progressed enough that we were just having conversations with them in between hands as opposed to gawking at them above us well, I guess. Well, and I'm, I'm sure you've noticed you're married uh, you know, you, when your wife gets those postcards in the mail and they've gotten more and more progressive to where now, like, you get an uh, uh, ad for, like, an underwear company and there's, like, a 600-pound woman on the front of it. That hasn't made its way to Vegas yet. They still have, they still have some job qualifications that they require. Yeah, that's at Tommy2 underscore zero. <laughs> Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Glenn three underscore eleven. It's just repeating what he wrote for me to say. The racetrack was interesting. It was the first, so we went to the drag races, the NHRA finals. The NHRA finals are normally in California, but they couldn't do it this year because California, uh, due to extreme liberal lawmaking and democratic policy, is not allowing any live events right now. This was the NHRA finals. It was the first large gathering held uh in Vegas since the shutdown. So they had they had they had banned live entertainment there. And they had to get a special order from the governor to have this event and one of the criteria was 10% capacity. And let me tell wow. you, that's low. This was great. Because we had a whole section to ourselves and the event was sold out. They were very clear when you pulled in that it was sold out. It was amazing. They were, now I'm reminded you, we're at a racetrack, so we're outside in essentially our own section. They were 100% masks on at all times, even when you're sitting with your party, not within 60 feet of anybody else. And they had a lot of security patrolling around to where you you couldn't have even existed with your mask off for more than maybe a minute without somebody telling you to put it back on. Yeah, to say they were... Vigilant would be a understatement. They were very clear about this going in. In fact, they sent several emails. They have it printed on your ticket. There's a large neon sign when you walk in that says mask required at all times. When you go into the gate, the security guard tells you you have to wear your mask at all times. 
in between races, the announcer says to leave your mask on at all times. Every time the security guard asks somebody not named Tommy two underscore zero or point break underscore Dave to put their mask on, they acted like this was the first they'd ever heard of it. And I've never seen more people get bent out of shape about something more clearly communicated. And we had us a we had us an incident. It happened. Oh no. Yes. And of course the guy that decided it was time, like this was gonna be his moment. Like this is where the line in the sand was getting drawn. Of course, he was there with several small children because that's a, always a good example to set. It was like a uh, Monday Night Raw episode when a fight breaks out in the stands. Like, there's live racing on the track, and all of us in our group are turned completely 180 degrees around watching this unfold. Well, this guy, and, and I mean, Dave, you're the you're the workout expert. This guy w- was over 200 pounds. Oh, easily. This guy was 250. Yeah, but so not. He had a body type. If you guys remember Tank Abbott, do you remember him? Yes. He had a body type like that. So it turns out the security guard uh, had the body type of Rajon Rondo. Yes. Is that right? Is he the guy with like the the little bitty uh, ankles? Yes. So this guy was probably a buck fifty, a buck fifty-five, skinny, and uh, you know he went up and asked the guy to do it. Now. Not to make this a racial incident, but there was a race component into this as well, but shouldn't matter. We're just painting the picture. We're just painting the picture. Shouldn't matter, but I'm sure, you know, again, to the average race fan that, wow, so now it's going to be confusing. Race (laughs) fan, racial component. The average motorsports fan, that could be an issue. The fan looked like a fatter version of Kevin Owens, and the security guard looked like Leo Rush. Yes. And, uh... And Bubba Wallace was not competing, as far as we know. So his fan base wasn't well represented in the stands. But I gotta give I gotta give Leo Rush the most respect I could give a guy because th- so this guy gets ho- uh, hostile to where he's screaming, he's yelling, he gets right up in the guy's face and and basically like I'm I'm going to whip your blank. And the security guard never backs down. He never breaks eye contact and just casually reaches up, takes the headset that he's wearing off, unbuckles his, uh, you know, the little uh, wire cord going down to the walkie-talkie and sets it on the bench like he's ready to go right then. Didn't back down from tank at all. Now, luckily, Nevada's finest were on their way up, and they they de-escalated before any punches were thrown, but he never backed down. So I will give Leo Rush... I'm going to make him our tell-me-where-to-turn security guard of the week <laughs> for his amazing performance. Well, they didn't kick the guy out, but they now, he now had two police, armed police babysitters for the entirety of the event. <laughs> so those cops stayed up there the rest of the day. They had four hours remaining of racing and just stood behind his section the rest of the race to make wow. sure that things weren't going to get out of hand. Well, uh, modern day Tank Abbott, n- not looking very well. Like, oh no, I need to look this up. I don't think he's gonna when Trump runs again in twenty twenty four. He's he's not gonna be he's not gonna be able to cast a vote in Tennessee. Oh yeah, boy, he's not looking good. <laughs> but um, all in all, great trip. We uh, we made the mistake of all putting large wagers on the Cowboys Sunday night because, I mean, we thought, hey, that'd be fun. Go have some drinks, root for the boys, plus 11. What could possibly go wrong? 
Well, you had it until uh, a referee abortion with about yeah, that was, five so, minutes left. So you agree left. with that, right? I didn't get a chance yes. to listen to any ticket on Monday. That should have been blown dead, right? Yeah. Okay. That guy was down and had enough possession of the ball. Yeah. That was a bad call. We almost had a big sweat. As I like to do, I make all my legitimate sports bets, but then, you know, you take basically every game I didn't have a legitimate sports, you know, a single game bet on, and just like, hey, just going to pick these. Just throw them all in a parlay, see what happens. Because then you have an action, you have action on everything. So the parlay was a 10-team parlay. <laughs> this, is, this is like one of those where you bet $15 and it's going to pay 12000 it was ten dollars and it paid six grand. <laughs> Good so it was it was seven of the noon games, two of the three o'clock games, and then the final leg was gonna be be the cowboy game late night. All seven of the noon games hit. Mm. And then you're just like, ooh. <laughs> But then, yeah, lost on the lost on a three o'clock game, so it and didn't have the ultimate. Then San Francisco decided not to play football that day. Yeah, then they <laughs> decided to be the Cowboys for one week. So what happened on the way home? Because my flight home was fine, but I, I I understood you haven't told me this yet. But I understand no. there was some there was an issue on the plane. Yes. Yeah, so uh, flying back, uh, you know, obviously Tommy flew back to Nashville. I was flying back to Texas with the third of our our group and we get on the plane uh or i don't know we're row whatever 16 right so the row in front of us comes and sits down and these are just standard rows right we're not exit row we're not obviously not first class um and it's three women they are all of size with the one on the aisle probably bigger than Nia Jax. Which is always the that's the, the standard comparison. The barometer, yes. And as soon as they sit down, there's trouble because and they they seemed like they flew enough, right? Like they, you know, like I talked about the when I went to Disney, I was surrounded by people who had clearly never been on an airplane in their life. Uh, these people, they had it down, you know, they seemed to know everything well enough that, like, all right. The woman, the extremely large woman on the aisle, is immediately half hot, which quickly becomes just full-blown irate that she had paid for an upgraded seat right because you know how um, this was american airlines and you how it is right like you get your selecting your seat and then you know obviously the exit rows are more but then they always have basically the front half of the plane is like a 25 or 30 dollar charge because it's quote unquote premium because you can Get off the plane quicker, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> but I don't know why you would need to do that to a plane, but let's put it this way, like <laughs> I've I I paid I think I paid the thirty dollars for my seat, but that was because to You're sit rich. together 
you know, <laughs> if you want to select a seat, a lot of times if it's not a middle seat, you have to, you know, pay extra. And I wanted to sit with, you know, our other buddy. So he I, he just had the thirty dollars in his pocket, and he's like, "God, this is such an inconvenience," <laughs> and he just threw it at the lady. Yeah, I'll take the better seat. Yes, I'll take the best seat you have available, of course. So, like I said, she's angry. She then proceeds, while loudly complaining, to hit the flight attendant call button like 40 times in a row, just on and off. So they finally come over, and she is very, you know, demonstrative, like, hey, I played, you know, $30 $30 for an extra roomy seat and you know this is standard look at all these seats you know blah blah and I'm like I wanted to be like we all paid $30 <laughs> but the uh I thought the uh, flight crew handled it very well because they were immediately in past the buck mode which I think is the right play once you're in a confined area like just a peaser like um you know honestly all the seats are the exact same except for the the exit row so we can't do anything but as soon as the plane lands you know go talk to the agent and they'll refund you which i'm sure wasn't at least wasn't going to be easy <laughs> but that gets them out of yeah that gets yeah. them right. out of her their hair but that you know that kicks the can down the road a little bit so then uh and did they not put her in the exit row because she wouldn't be able to perform the duties of the exit row because she would be blocking the entire door when she tried to go out I mean, she couldn't know. She shouldn't be in the next row. Okay. Well, uh, or because they were worried she was unsafe and was going to maybe like I mean, break Carrie Sane's arm you're, or something. Yes. You're, I'm probably underselling how large this woman was. Like, she shouldn't even been on a window seat because the plane would have tilted. <laughs> like, um, anyways, so there's some other stuff. <laughs> the... Part, they're you know they're all friends that row right when we land one of them calls uh i guess calls home and is doing the facetime so you can hear them and the other God, person so annoying so annoying and she's losing it because i guess i don't i don't know the relationship i don't know if it's a boyfriend or a son I know she said she was going to get home and break his jaw more than once, which I thought was very detailed. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little much. So would you say, as we're just painting the picture here, because this is, we're painting the picture for the, for the listener. Would you say this group is really pushing for like a, uh, a Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke title, the Lucha House Party, or the Hurt Business? <laughs> squarely hurt business <laughs> i, I um, feel like when you said doing a facetime call without headphones you don't even need to clarify hurt business i feel like that's the same thing as saying the hurt business isn't it so or we're just gonna move on so here's here's the kicker and so we we've landed we've had the facetime call you know, we're taxiing to the gate and it's like, all right, at least this is all about to be over. So we get to the gate and they pull up and stop. And then we're just sitting there. If you've flown before, sometimes the jetway isn't there. You know, there's a little bit of a delay, maybe 30, 40 seconds. They're losing it. 
they're hitting the flight attendant call button and the flight attendant is just looking down the aisle like I'm here by the door about to open it. I can't I can't come deal with whatever your complaint is at this moment. Um and then they start uh cuz as you do on a plane, you know, people in the front are getting ready cuz you go row by row. They've made the announcement like, "Hey, because of COVID, we don't want everyone stacked up. Let's do like three or four rows at a time, just down the plane, common uh, deplaning procedure. Well, they start losing it because they start loudly uh, claiming, we have our our next flight leaves in 16 minutes, and we're not going to make it. And they're, well, we got to get up, and we got to jump in front of all these people. And I'm like, hey, our... <laughs> First our off, flight you're not, landed. You're not doing our, any our jumping. Flight, <laughs> <laughs> great point. Our, our flight got in early. They won't let you book a connection less than thirty minutes. I don't think. Right. So our flight landed early. They're claiming their next flight is leaving in sixteen minutes. There's, and they live ah, in Dallas because they already ah, called, called their people that they were going to break their jaw. Right. There's <laughs> absolutely no way any of this is true. And yeah, I mean, sure enough, you know, they're jumping up before the plane, you know, the doors even opened and they're crawling over people, uh, just making an enormous scene, yelling to, at people <laughs> to get out of the way. I see what he's doing uh, here. He's like, enormous sorry. scene. Enormous, yeah. Enormous scene. He's just throwing in all me. the words, then acting like, oh, I didn't say any of that. I'm just but describing what happened. You guys saying that stuff. It goes back to what I've said many times. Everyone everywhere just needs to calm down. Just yeah, turn the man. dial down about halfway. You don't have to get in a hurry getting off a plane. That's no. that's that's Twitter time. That just is scroll Twitter time. Through, scroll through the TL for about five minutes and Next thing you know, somebody's nudging you like, dude, are you gonna are you gonna leave the plane? Are you gonna are you camping you're, here? You're sitting I on just, the aisle and you're pre- preventing me from exiting the plane. <laughs> feeling very triggered. We're in Terminal D. Like, call yeah. ahead to your Papado's reservation. Just okay. 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 Now he's just gonna go ahead that's, and just that's too far. That's see, we were having fun, and then you had to say that. Yeah, it's just a wow. little, just a little too far. So, guys, as we. As we wrap up here, so do we do we want to go ahead and go on the record with a, a final election prediction, and then we can uh, we can see who was right. And, you, and the prediction would be winner and day it is decided. Ooh. Um, if you if you call winner and day it was decided, but then there's you know whatever nonsense after, but it never changes. Like, there's no real legitimate change. Do we count? Does it have to get all the way through everything that's going to happen afterwards? Does that have to be your day? Does that make sense? No, I think I think the day that it, it goes, it goes basically consensus final, not not the day that the last appeal is. Okay. Heard. Now, if you think that there is a voting irregularity and that there's going to be a recount and a state's going to flip, you need to probably factor that into your decision. Hmm. Well, but, if we're uh, not if we're not including litigation and appeal, then I, well, I think only unless it affects the outcome. I think 
Biden and basically by the time this episode comes out. Okay. Yeah, I would say Biden sometime this this week. I think it's going to be Biden tomorrow. That's going to be my So be my before guess. before I the episode comes Nevada out. Nevada is going to have their counting wrapped up, which that's a whole nother podcast. How does the state that has people literally their only job to stop people from counting counting cards that's what also have those people stop people from counting votes like i don't understand their entire existence is about not counting so they said no now you have to count these and they're like we don't know how we don't know how (laughs) we we told our whole lives not to do this and i'm sure both of you in your positions probably deal with a, a good amount of it uh obviously the company and what i do we deal with an enormous amount of data it boggles my mind how what a cluster this is like how can we not open ballots early log everything and i i get the they don't want the results coming out because that'll discourage people on election day but how that can't be encrypted and just stored somewhere and then the ballots closed and it's like here's all the mail-in here's all the early votes here's the number we're good like, how can we not figure that out? We just got to pay more taxes. We have to have more money to have more machines. <laughs> so, but first, we've got to get that light rail system fixed, and then we I, can turn I, full attention you, to voting. That's you guys true. Are, I'm, I'm half hot, and you're, you're pushing me, man. We can't uh, even fix a horse's bones, and you think we're going to be able to figure this out. So, one last thing I was going to add. Um, this has nothing to do with the election. This is just my last uh, little word on the episode. I was looking back through. I don't think we've had any uh, ratings or reviews like on uh, on Apple in like two years. Now I don't want to rev- oh, no. uh, I don't want to ruin the fact that uh, from what I can see, all the ratings we have are five stars. But I'd be interested to see if there's any recent listeners that can rate and review and maybe we can get some more you know some newer stuff on there i think you should have brought that up out of the gate because no one's still listening <laughs> but only the people who are still listening would go through the trouble of actually posting something which means we keep our five stars and everybody wins <laughs> <laughs>